Welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we work to recover the dignity and mission of vocation. Learn more at metronmanager.com. Welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Nowlin. We are back with session eight of this 12-part series of talks I call Theology of Work 101. This 12-episode series is a concise teaching that will introduce you to the theology of work and help you recover the dignity and mission of vocation. The series is derived from my book titled Managing Your Metron, A Practical Theology of Work, Mission, and Meaning. I believe this series of talks will be crucial in helping you become a successful Metron manager. I hope you are discovering a new sense of purpose and hope in your calling in the kingdom of God. Welcome to Session 8. I would propose that we are all Metron apostles. We all have different understandings of the idea of apostle or the theology of it or you know the implications of that. We'll set those aside and just simplify this and see where did the word apostle come from and why, did, why was it used in the New Testament? Why did Jesus use that? Why did the apostles use it? Why did the church recognize it? How would they have heard it? We're all on mission in our vocation and we're all Metron apostles. So let's look at where this came from. This is from an anonymous author who actually put together a really valuable write-up on this. I included it in my book. He says, The concept of an apostle was invented by the Phoenician Empire, used heavily by the Romans. When the Roman army conquered a new nation, a new culture, something they did with remarkable regularity, the emperor would send an apostolos. It was the name given to the lead ship in a fleet of ships sent from Rome to the new land and especially for the man or the one man who led the fleet. The fleet and that man were carrying the embodiment of Rome with them to this new territory. The apostle's job description in Roman culture is functionally the foundation for the apostle's job in the church, to bring the home civilization to the new territory. In Rome's day, the apostles brought Rome's legal system, education system, language, government, financial systems, entertainment, culture. His job was to make the new culture fit into the Roman Empire, to become Roman to the degree that when Caesar arrived, he'd feel at home in the new territory. There's some obvious parallels here. So here's a little excerpt from my book on how I wrote up on this. This understanding of what an apostle was to do helps us understand our role within a metron. Rather than attempting to establish Roman Empire culture in new lands, we establish kingdom culture in the land of our metron. It's not Caesar or a worldly entity that we're serving, but the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The physical and spiritual condition of our metron constantly ebbs and flows and requires continual cultivation. If it's gonna become pleasant and welcoming to the presence of God, We're not trying to welcome Caesar in, we're trying to welcome God in. In your God-given sphere of influence, many hostile forces are willingly 
bringing chaos into the ecosystem you're managing. Sin, corruption, forces of evil, sinful human wills, the fallen condition of creation, all factor into the condition of your Metron. All of these factors influence the amount of fitting into the kingdom that your Metron can achieve. This is your work as an apostle, as a Metron apostle. You're bringing things into subjugation. You're subduing spiritually. I say in my book that we rule spiritually and we serve naturally. We have to reflect constantly on the promise that Jesus has given that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world so that we are able to overcome. We overcome because of his greatness. 1 John 4, 4 says, you are from God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Your work in your metron, your vocation, your recovering of the dignity and mission and purpose in vocation really do matter. It matters now, it matters to the world around you, it matters to your family, it matters to culture, it matters to creation, all of it matters. And if we understand that, it restores purpose to our life, it restores purpose and meaning even within theology and understanding scripture. And it gives us a vision of how things can be that we're co-laboring with Christ or co-laboring with God in this family business, in this kingdom enterprise to see restoration and reformation and revivals and bringing about the culture of the kingdom of God into our metrons, our sphere of influence, just like Adam and Eve brought that into the garden, cultivated that, then they were to spread out, fill the earth and subdue it. So we bring that same mentality of cultivation, of keeping, of stewarding, of shamar and abad into our metron. And by doing that, we also then expand out, just like Adam and Eve did through the original commission, to subdue, to cultivate, to keep, to restore, and to bring life out of what God has created, what's waiting on us, what's waiting on you. So don't allow your vocation to be denigrated. Don't allow your purpose to be sidelined. Don't feel like you're out of the game. Everybody's on mission. Everybody's in the game. This golden thread of meaning and purpose that stretches throughout all of Scripture and all of human history really do it really does matter. It matters to you and it will get you off the bench and back in the game and you will make a difference and God will bless your obedience and your work done as worship will shape eternity. Thank you for listening to the Metron Manager Podcast presented by Jonathan Nowlin and the Metron Manager Project. Remember, God has given you permission and a commission to work. Learn more at metronmanager.com.